0: Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name is Brian. I'm a fellow small church pastor in the trenches alongside of everyone listening and these two amazing men that are in the room today, my friends, Joey and Colby. Guys, how are you doing? My life is dope and I do dope things.
1: And I'm working on being blessed. He's
0: working on being blessed. Now, that's really good that he's working on it. And hopefully, Joey, by the end of this podcast, you won't have as much work to do as you did when we got started.
2: At least I'll be more efficient at it.
0: (laughs) That's right. You know why you'll be more efficient at it? Because we're talking about time management today. Oh Man, when you think about time management as a pastor, what goes through your brain, guys?
2: I need more time. Can we add a couple hours onto the day so I can get at least part of what I need to get done. Yeah, to that would that would today. be helpful,
0: wouldn't it? Just yeah. chuck in, you know, two or three more hours on the end of the day. Or at least if we can't add more, could we have like a pause button so we could pause certain things but we keep going? Yeah. And, yeah.
2: I, yeah. I mean uh God did it for Joshua wasn't it? Joshua the, yeah, the that he let the sun, stands sun stands still. stand that's still. Right, yeah. Why can't he do it to me so I can get done of course that be everyday so that's, that's <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that would work.
0: <laughs> be the stop, sun would go. never move. The sun would never uh, well the sun Wait a minute. Okay, yeah, never mind. Okay. So Kobe, what do you think about when you think about time management, brother?
1: I, I used to think I was really, really busy until I realized I was horrible at time management. Oh now you gotta unpack hey, that one. Hey, bit. hey. Well, I mean you look at how busy we are and, and uh uh you know, I was listening to this uh, thing from Kerry Newhoff and he said that if busy feels like a if if you have a busy season in your life that has never ended, it's not a busy season, it's your life. And, and and so it's like okay i i was bad at time management and i i knew that but i i wasted a lot of time on things that were supposed to be good things but i realized that i wasn't quite as busy once i got a handle on my my calendar i
0: realized i wasn't as busy as i thought i was i just was really bad at time
1: management yeah
0: so well i'm looking forward to hearing some of those insights as we go through the rest of the podcast today we're talking about time management and, you know, for the pastors and the leaders that are listening, we all struggle with that. We all struggle with time management. And if you're out there in listener land and you're like me, you go through phases where for like three days, you are just knocking it out of the park. You are time management, king or queen. But then you got about four days where you're just like, eh, I'm good. (laughs) And uh, man, that's just a thing where I've consistently struggled. One time when I was in college, I had a professor of mine who called me to the side, and he's like, man, I think God's going to do some great things in your life, but if you don't start showing up to class on time, he's never going to be able to do them. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, come on, man. And so shout out to Dr. Looper at Emmanuel College there. But time management is really, really huge. So guys, as we get going into this, I just have a few questions. Like, what do you find most difficult with your scheduling?
2: Following through with it.
0: Okay. Not getting distracted
2: on something that happens and... Ooh, squirrel.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, schedule ADHD. Yeah, definitely. And in ministry, there's always something. Yes. Right? There's yeah. always something. Kobe, what about you, man? I, I think it's the fact that nobody cares
1: about my time. And if I don't, nobody does. And hmm. so, you know, people will take it, they'll try to monopolize your time with different things. And, and I, f- I find it most difficult telling people no because i'm I'm a recovering people, people pleaser. And, and so it's uh, it's one of those things where you try you, you want to tell them no, but you're you know you don't want to upset them and and so uh, they don't care about your time. They don't care about your calendar at all. Uh, so, if you don't take control of it, take ownership of your own calendar, nobody's going to do it. And so, I would say, I guess I gave you two things there. What the heart, the, the, the biggest trouble I have that's is. That's okay. It's like is, the one word. He gave us two th- words. There you so. go. Okay. It, it's uh, it's con- controlling my calendar and saying no to people when they want to get onto my calendar. Well, that's a great point, Colby, because I found in my life that people don't mind
2: consuming my time uh, so that they can go home. And have their time. And then I'm there getting my sermon ready. or I'm getting their stuff. I didn't get done because I give them my time so they could get in their time later on.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's a... It's not necessarily that people are just bad or evil or, or any of that. It's just that's the nature of the beast is that we're pastors and that we're available to people. But also sometimes, if not interpret that as all the time, people will take advantage of your time. And saying no... Don't doesn't always feel good, but I don't think it's necessarily that we're saying no as much as we're saying I can't right now. I can later. Is that would that be? A yeah, bear? That, yeah, would be bear? It, yeah, yeah, that'd be fair. That's it. Yeah, and and
1: you know the other struggle with that with with people that are trying to take control of your time is they they say Pastor, can I meet with you at four o'clock? Yeah, not a problem. And at five after four, you haven't seen them or heard from them, and it, because they're they're running behind, they've got their things going on, but yet. As a pastor, I, I've got a life too. I got a family I want to get back to, and so that's a that's been a struggle of of trying to um, teach people that when you say four o'clock, I mean three forty five. Yeah. If you're fifteen, yeah. if you're not here fifteen minutes early, you're late. Yeah. I like Tom Coughlin. The military role. coming out yeah, of yeah, right is. there. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and you know, man, it's like the the butterfly effect. You know, when a butterfly flaps its wings over the ocean in Japan, a tsunami happens somewhere in, in America. Kind of thing. The whole butterfly effect. And and that's how it works with time. If somebody's five minutes late, then they're going to expect you to go ten minutes over with them, and then there's something else that is on the backside of that, whether it be another meeting or sermon prep or leadership development or going home to your family. There's always something that's impacted and affected yeah. there. And so learning how to say no is really important, and learning how to say no in a in a classy shepherding type way.
2: And the other thing that helped me is knowing why I got to say no. So that yeah. I'm not just telling them, no, I, or I'm not, I'm not just doing it to do it. I go, no, this is what's got to get done to move forward. This is where my day's got to be. Yeah.
0: So you're making a transition and not closing a door. in Yes. Place. Yeah. So, Hey, this has been good. We'll have to continue this at another time. Like we do this with the podcast. We know we can only go for so much before we're like, oh, we got to shut it down so we can go to the next thing. So that's or, really good.
2: Or they come, can I meet you today? No, today is getting my sermon prep done or today belongs to this task. And if I don't do it now, then I'm not going to mm-hmm. get to it and it's not going I'm not going to have the product I want it to end. And so I've got to say no now because this is what my, belongs to my time right now.
0: Right. And, yeah, but everything we can costs meet something. Him, yeah. Everything costs something. And so if I say yes to you now, I'm saying no to something else. And so I've already in my calendar or my schedule I've already preloaded the times when I can say yes and the times when I can't say no. Yeah, I like that.
1: I, I hate shutting my door. Um but I have to. Because if I'm on you know, Monday's my sermon writing day and, and I if somebody comes to the building, uh I have to shut my door. Otherwise I know um that it they just a simple interruption. Is going to take me forever to get back into the yeah. into the mode of writing my sermon, and so that and it kind of hurts a little bit on the inside when you got to tell somebody that you care about, or or not tell them, but just shut your door before they get there. That I'm in the middle of something; I can't be interrupted, um, and so that that makes it a little bit harder to uh, to, to to feel. I, I feel bad when I have to do that, and so that's that's hard to do.
2: I see. Kobe look at somebody in the eyes and just slowly <laughs>
1: shut. <up.
0: laughs> well, I'm just trying to figure out. He sl- he slammed the door when I got here today, so I don't know what that's yeah, all about. Yeah, but well, okay. I, you broke yeah, in. Well, I to... Yeah, I did break in. That's <laughs> why you should have locked the door. Okay. Well, here's another question then. Okay, what is one thing you do to help with time management?
1: I have a calendar on a, a whiteboard behind my desk. Uh, it's just a a, week, a weekly calendar. Um, I, I wrote it. I drew it on the on the whiteboard with a permanent marker so that. Uh, the only thing I can erase is the stuff that I need to erase. Everything else is on there. And, um, it just helps me keep track of what I've got going on, when I've got to be where I've got to be. And it also helps the church secretary so she can come in and she can see it and she can say, okay, well, he's going to be doing this at this day. And so she, somebody comes in asking for me. She knows where I'm at. Sure. She doesn't. And so that's helped me because it's right in, it's in my face. I mean, I walk into my office and there it is. And, um, And so that's helped me out quite a bit as well. Um, Visual reminder.
0: I got I I got to have it. I'm living on purpose today. Yeah. And this is what's happening. I like it. Joey, what about you? What's one thing that you do to help with time management?
2: Well, I have a paper calendar that I do like him, but I carry it around. I have it there. I don't necessarily carry it around. But I do a monthly retreat where I am planned out now through December. And I know what I got to do every day to get events done through December.
0: And so for those that are listening maybe at a different time, right now, at the time of recording this, is what, September 29th. So yes. from, from essentially the last quarter of the year, October, November, and December, you're planned all the way out on a physical copy of, of a calendar.
2: And with the, all the events and everything that needs to be done to make those events successful. So then I can look at people and go, i got to say no now because this has got to be, get done. So we'll have our invite cards for this event or, you know, whatever it is on that calendar for that day. I know why I'm saying no.
0: Yeah. So uh- you have these, you have this intentional time for you to go do retreat for you to look at the big things that are coming down the pipe mm-hmm. so that you can plan for that accordingly. Yes. I like
1: it. And how often do you go back to that calendar to to review it and share it with the leadership and all those things?
2: The the I we go over it in a monthly uh
1: So when you come back from your retreat, you you sit down with the leadership and you say, "Okay, here's when everything is taking place and here's how everything's happening."
2: Yeah, I give but my uh my leadership council, yes. Uh, my le- I have a, le- a monthly leadership meeting where we're talking about ahead, but I've got to be further than what they are. Sure. So yeah. when I'm out three months, they're only two months.
1: Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, dude. I like that a lot, man. And I love that you go away. And you get in a separate place where you can focus on water important. We've talked about the big rocks before. And for those of you that are listening, man, you could go to YouTube or Google and just type in big rocks time management or big rocks analogy and you'll find out what that is. So that's really good.
2: Yeah. The getting away is key for me because I got a school where I'm at. And so there's never a quiet time in the building. There's always a ch- kid crying, right. a child crying or something going on because of something you did. <laughs> no, not something <laughs> I did. So I, I have to get away. Um, from, and, ch- and it's just change of location, yeah. change of mind.
1: Yeah. gotcha. So I know we've got, uh, we've got a lot of listeners all across the globe because we are multinational. Multinational. And so, uh, I reached out to one of our, uh, one of the bivocational pastors in, in our denomination, uh, Pastor Mark, um, from Ohio. And, uh, I asked him the same question You know, what is, what is something that you do, uh, that, that has been, um, helpful with your time management because he has a full-time job. And I ask him, he works 40 hours a week in his full-time job. And then he has uh – uh uh, full-time ministry, because I don't care what anybody says, there's no such thing as no, a part-time no ministry.
0: Part-time, yeah. And so
1: he's got a full-time 40-hour-a-week job, and then he also does the uh, the full-time ministry. And he said that he sets aside evenings, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, to where he can do sermon prep and work on the slides for his sermon and all that stuff. So he has to be very intentional, and the bi vocational yeah. guys and, and ladies out there, they've got to be very, very intentional with their time, because like us, Sunday comes every seven days. Yeah, and probably and, for them it feels like every three or four days. It probably does. Yeah. And so they have to and so he said that he has to uh he has to make sure that his his calendar is set and that Tuesdays and Wednesdays he's doing his uh his uh, sermon prep so that it's all ready to go and, and for the weekend. Yeah.
0: And that man, bivocational guys, I know Joey is kind of pseudo bivocational now. It's a little bit different for him, but I was bivocational for a long time. Man, you guys are are the heroes of what it means to be on the front lines as a pastor.
2: So Brian, what do you do?
0: Well, I do a lot of what you guys have been doing, man. I I want to get the full uh, white erase board, dry erase board behind me, but I just haven't got that yet. But I will go away. And I will look at the calendar big picture. I've found, even though I'm significantly younger, I've found that writing stuff out is helpful. It's very helpful for me. I I like apps, and I like things being digital. But there's something about having that pen in my hand and writing down that really matters. So I do a lot of the same things that you guys do. And uh, also another thing is I let people in on my calendar so they can help hold me accountable for it. And if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be, my wife just this week, she's like, well, it looks like you're going to have to. And I'm like, don't even finish that sentence because that's not how we talk to me around here. OK, <laughs> uh, I didn't say that, but she doesn't listen to this podcast. So <laughs> That's it, man. So So let's talk this here. What's something that you've tried that you found that doesn't work?
1: I tried to just remember things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it didn't work at all. Uh, you know, I would come up on things, and somebody would ask me, "Hey, uh, you know, tomorrow's this," and I'm like, "I never, I never ordered the stuff." You know, it's uh, so you try to remember things, and and um, that just that just bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got several apps that uh, I've tried to use, calendar apps and things like that. Uh, uh, the iPhone's got what is it, reminders on it, yeah. and. Anytime I get a notification on my phone, I hate notifications. So I turn them all off and not realize that I turned those off too. So notifications never came in. And, and so you just trying to, trying to rely on my own brain to get stuff done is it's a train wreck, not advisable. Gotcha. What about you, Joe?
2: No, that's, that's a, that's great. I'm, I'm with Colby. Well, somebody that's significantly older older. probably cannot remember. Yeah. I I need to write it down. That writing it down helps me remember it too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, So
0: yeah, for me, it's just not having a system, because if I'm going to be honest with you, I'm really good at procrastinating and I can get a lot done in a little bit amount of time. It doesn't take me nowhere near the time that it takes somebody else. I can work real quick. Just give me just a short amount of time. And uh, so because I can produce with procrastinating, I haven't learned anything. And so just not have it going, oh, well, I don't need really a schedule. I know I've got to get a sermon ready and I know I'm teaching a school of ministry class here and I've got podcast stuff going on there. Ah, I'll just, I'll just fit it in whenever I can fit it in. And sometimes that's led to a lot of what my uh, homiletics professor at Emmanuel College would say Saturday night specials. And uh, Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. There are a lot of times when bivocational guys, the only time they can work on a message is Saturday. Or maybe you're not bivocational, and for some reason, it's just like God has shut the heavens up all week, and you're working and working, and you don't get any breakthrough until Saturday night. Nothing wrong with that. But by and large, me trying to just not have a system turned into having a really, really, really bad system.
2: Yeah, and I would be forgetting things and Saturday I'm trying to run and get, ga- Saturday or Sunday morning I'm trying to run around and gather things cause oh yeah, I had this grand plan but I yeah. never followed through this grand plan and I'm trying to make it work yeah. at the last minute and, and yeah. I found that the, uh, tail was wagging the dog most oh, of the man. time and I was running
0: around or chasing my tail. And you know what we, none of us have mentioned yet? We also have families. What? And yeah. so it's like, it, We've got all of this work that we have to do, you know, with sermon prep, with counseling people, with with you know, hosting small groups, training leaders, all these other things, bivocational guys are working another job outside of the church. We've got families that we've got to spend time with as well, and that matters that we can say no at certain times so we can say yes at other times. And so I don't this got, is important. I
1: don't gotta spend time with my family.
0: Oh oh here we I, go,
1: here we go. I get to spend, time, get with get to spend time with my family. <laughs> yes.
0: She doesn't listen either. Uh-huh. Man, it is so hard to look over there. he's so holy that the brightness of his halo is just shining that's right the, in my that's eyes. that's the light but off the, the one LED of the light off the bald head <laughs>
2: didn't work It's not putting my family in my calendar
0: okay yeah. that didn't work okay. so unpack that a little bit. What does that look like? I,
2: so when i was when I just had all ministry stuff in there and it wasn't time for just them. They felt like the ministry was way more important than Mm. them, and they get what was left over. And so I had to learn, no, this is their time. Well, can you do – nope, that's the time I'm going fishing with my son. Nope, that's the time. I'm. That's my date night with Aaron. If you want that date night, you ask her.
0: Mm.
2: You can get it if she'll give you permission. Mm -hmm. And as of yet,
0: nobody's asked her. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. How many of them have asked her, hey – do you mind if we have Joey on your date night? Because uh, if they do, we'll pray for their healing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. We'll pray that God does a t- total deliverance <laughs> of them, right? Yes. That's really good, man, making sure that we take time to schedule time for our family in there. You know, you say it all the time, Joey. The one thing that I want to leave me leave with me whenever I leave this church is my wife. And, and
2: I want her to leave Yeah, with I me. want her to want to leave. Yeah. yeah.
0: And being intentional about that time really matters with that. It's going to be hard to say no. Can we just be honest? Like we talked about that a little bit earlier, about it being hard to say no, and I don't have time to do that. But it just—it's required. It's this one of those hard parts of leadership where you just have to say no sometimes.
2: And again, knowing why I'm why I'm saying no, and what I'm saying yes to helps me with saying no. Yeah, it and relieves
1: the guilt for me. Yeah. And I've changed the the way I say no. Instead of just saying no, I I, I say well I can't. This week, but I do have a slot available next week.
0: That's huge, right and and,
1: there. and so yeah. it's like it's not saying I don't care about you. It's saying I have a booked week. I I, I want to meet with you, but I can't do it until the following week. And and even then, I give them a, a small window uh, of the yeah. week. I mean, it's a it's a, an hour long, um, but it's a it's a small window compared to every day. I don't give them several hours. Yeah. Um, because if you just tell somebody, nope, can't meet with you, then they kind of walk away. Like, well, my pastor doesn't care about me, or yeah. Yeah, he's he's a jerk, or whatever. So you want to make sure that you're you're saying
0: no as nice as
1: you possibly can. Yeah.
0: Say it say it like a shepherd. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. And one thing for me that I. I went overboard with is I I would hear a lot of pastors with larger churches, not necessarily mega churches, but larger than, than our, they wouldn't be listening to this podcast, those kind of churches that had some staff members under them that would deal with a lot of stuff that us as small church pastors are the staff members to deal with. And so I would come back from, you know, these events and be like, well, I'm not dealing with this anymore. And I'm not dealing with that anymore. When the truth is, is I was doing something that my, my nanny used to say, I was being too big for my what. Britches. My britches. That's exactly right. And I was like, well, I don't have time for this kind of counseling or I don't have time for that. When truth is, I, I don't have time for that and I'm not good at counseling, but I am good at shepherding. And I can I can carve 45 minutes out for this family and I can mm-hmm. listen. So say no when you need to, but have a bigger picture vision of why you're saying no for now. We can get together with you later.
2: So, so that I just hear some of the big pastors, uh, big church pastors uh, hire out some of that stuff that they don't have, that mm-hmm. they need to let go of and so it's still getting done yeah, it's, it's not just right. it's not getting done it's just they can afford to hire it out yeah, while exactly. small ch- church pastors can't yeah, afford exactly to hire it out.
0: and it's just like you know we live here in the hampton roads area of virginia and if you're not from this area there are a ton of of naval bases slash shipyards here. And Air Force. And Air Force, that's right. Hoorah or <laughs> something or another. Yes. Yippee. Yippee. <laughs> yeah. Whatever we say, I don't know. <laughs> and, but in this area, so it would be nothing for us to, to drive through one of our tunnels, cross over one of our bridges, and you can see a couple of aircraft carriers, a couple of, of cruisers, and submarines. These are all seaworthy vessels, but you got to operate them at different different speeds, and you got to operate them with different rules of engagement or whatever. The same is true for a big church versus a small church. Like we're all kind of in the same game, hopefully, but we have to operate differently.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying they're wrong. Right. Well, we would have three people trying to disrupt us. They may have thirty to three hundred trying to disrupt them. Exactly. And so they have to hire it out.
0: Yeah, and so that's that's not a knock on the big church, and that's not – oftentimes we get into that, don't we? As small church guys, we're like, oh, we're better than a big church and vice versa. Yeah, we just as smaller church people, we have to outsource it a little differently by sometimes insourcing it. So let's talk about this, man. How do you deal with time suckers, and what's your number one time sucker or time waster?
1: Oh man, number one time waster. Man, I don't, I don't know if I just got one. Um, what is a time waster for you
0: then?
1: A time waster. Well, you know, a month and a half ago, I would have said it was, uh, it was social media. Um, but I got rid of that. Um, I'm, I'm off of social media except for um, the Small Church Leadership uh, Facebook page. Obviously, I'm on now, that
0: one. Where would they find us at?
1: They could go up into the search bar, just type in Small Church Leadership. It'll bring you right to the page That's if they awesome. were interested to to find us like that. Yeah, we got some great content on there this week and uh, some resources to, to read. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll talk about that later. Yeah, Joey, Paul, Paul Joey's on on MySpace, but um, so so one of the one of the the and I don't want to say that I don't want to say that meetings are my biggest time sucker because I got one coming up next week. Um, but I would say that um, those are probably the biggest yeah. um time
0: wasters Man, that i, will I, that tell I had. tell you evaluate if this meeting could be an email.
1: Yeah. Cause if yeah. it can
0: be, I promise you, your people will be more glad that you canceled a meeting than they would that you yeah. sent an email. Yeah, the, but the, le,
1: let me, let me take you to the flip side of that. Cause that's what I've done over the last, uh, year-ish, a little over a year is I, I said, listen, let's just, let's just do email meetings. And I felt that the team. The, the team was not a team. It was, it was a bunch of different people. Oh yeah, yeah, And yeah. so it, it, I was kind yeah, of I in that spot that. where I wanted to, I want to have a meeting, but I want to have one meeting a month. I don't want to have, you know, four meetings a week. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, pro- that's so probably more of what I was referring to. Like
0: the, there are essential meetings that they, you can't, you can't get out. Yeah, you, you need to have, yeah, you need to have, have those. Yeah, but um, like, hey, are we going to use blue and green font, or are we going to use red and yellow? Yeah. That, that let's make that an email.
1: Just, yeah, just make that an email. Yeah. So the number one time waster, I think, would be social media, and how do I deal with it? I, de- I deactivated all my accounts, so I don't okay. have to deal with it any
0: longer. Okay. Joey, what's up with you?
2: Uh, well, for me, the school is a big one, mm-hmm. just always needing my time, needing something. It's something I enthroned it now I'm trying to dethrone, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah.
0: Uh, and also... Part of it is part of a job that you get paid to do there, a separate job with the school, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that
0: kind of sucks away some of the yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, But of course, it's like, you know, you give a mouse a cookie, right? If you give a school a Joey, they're going to want more. <laughs> they're going to want more. And so, well, how, how do you deal with that? Because you probably have to deal with that. You can't just delete the school app like Kobe can delete or deactivate his social media.
2: Yeah. So I enthroned that I was the hero guy that got everything done. And so now they're look, they're, now they're, I've enthroned that and now they're uh. calling on me. Oh, our TV's not working. Well, there's other people that can trace out TV problems, mm-hmm. computer problems, even better than me. Even if they can't change a tire. If then they can't change a tire. Yes. Uh, or, you know, the tool is stopped up. Call the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> <You're>
0: <laughs> uh, looking for a bathroom bishop. They're calling yeah, you, huh? Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm having to go, no, let's, can you ask somebody else? Can you get somebody else to do it? Have you went through this before you contacted me?
0: Yeah.
2: And I, and but I've been thrown that for 14, 13 years. I've thrown that the last two years. I'm trying to dethrone it. So it's going to take a while yeah.
0: to get that out. Okay. I got you.
1: So, uh, going back to the, uh, bivocational pastor, uh, pastor Mark, he said that, uh, meetings are one of the things that, uh, that just take up a lot of his time, meetings, meetings that, that aren't necessary. Um, and then, um, not staying in his lane. I'm paraphrasing what he said. He has stay in your lane, do your thing. He says he knows pastors that are bivocational that are in every single aspect of every single thing going on in their church. Oh, and he said, thankfully for him, he's got leaders in his church that take care of the day-to-day operations of the building and, and the maintenance and stuff like that. So he can focus on the things that he needs to focus on. Uh, but he said that uh, that's one of the things that his his job is his job. And that's what he stays on is his job. He doesn't venture into other areas um, but he had a pastor friend that was bivocational that did go into everybody else's territory, and uh, he was never home and never available.
2: So delegation would be a key thing. Very and big, I think. Delegation with, uh, and trust. That, yeah. What was the statistic? They could do it 80% as yeah, good so as you are? I don't even know Let if him... it was
0: 80 I think it might have even been 70% as good as you can Let do, him... Let I'd be do good. It. I'd be good with about 40%.
2: <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> to hear from Brian in just a second when you're, what your time suckers are. Yeah. But about the meeting, a lot of times we don't set up the meeting. We have the meeting to ask the questions instead of sending out the questions. Hey, we need to answer these That's questions so in so the good. meeting. Be prepared to answer these questions. Yeah,
0: or, or send the agenda out, even yeah. if it's not questions. Say, hey, we're going to talk about one, two, and three. You need to have your whatever you're going to say to add value to this when we get there. That's so good. Which means more time on our part on the front end, pastors, church small church leaders, which means if we're gonna have a meeting next Tuesday, we need to before next Tuesday start figuring out what it is we're talking about and sending this stuff out. So it's about being intentional. It really
1: is. I've got a meeting next Monday and this yesterday on tuesday i emailed my leadership the questions that i need to ask that i want answered when we get to that meeting that way we can just fly through it and get it done cuz i uh, this this church has had a history years ago where they would start a meeting at 6 p.m. and they wouldn't get done until after midnight my lord uh, because you would have uh, uh, com- you would have de- uh, conflicting forces in there uh two gentlemen really two guys really that were filibustering they would argue with each other even though they both agreed they would argue with each other just to just to get their way and uh and so it just became chaos i walk in and said no we're not doing that um so my meetings hour and a half and i said i said a timer and at five minutes till that timer goes off we enter into prayer
0: yeah okay so, because again, it's all about being it's, intentional. It's, it's being intentional it's with your with for. your time in yeah. the meetings, yeah. They used to say it this way, that, that there were some meetings that are discussion meetings, and then some meetings are deciding meetings. And if you put both of them in together, you're going to have a marathon meeting. Oh, yeah. And so – and I'll sometimes use that terminology in meetings. Okay, guys, we just need to discuss this So for the next five minutes or next however many minutes are allotted. We're discussing that. Then we're going to table it until our next meeting when we decide on it.
2: That's having meetings to have a meeting. Yeah, right. <laughs> and,
0: look, I have never – I've never, and this is probably a blanket statement, or it is a blanket statement, but so there's probably somebody who said, like, well, I knew one. I've never had a meeting that was canceled where I was like, oh, doggone it, man. I was really looking forward to being in that meeting. Now, there are some meetings that I needed to be a part of, but for by and large – if it can be an email or if it can be a text message chain where we can handle all this, we don't need to meet. About well, we even have technology to, to this point where you can use Zoom or Google Meet. Or you yeah. can use uh,
1: any of those video chat things that you can use that uh, you can have your meetings with those and, and not have to spend that time driving to wherever that meeting is. And,
0: and so those are beneficial, too. And and let's be honest, not just driving to it, but getting away from it. Yeah. If you're a pastor... There's going to be somebody after every service is over, after every Sunday school class is over, after every small group, and every meeting is over that just wants to talk because they just want to it's – not, it's not a bad thing people want to build a relationship with you yeah. talking all that. But how many Sundays have we been the last ones out the door having to turn the air conditioner off and all the lights and lock the doors and our kids are waiting in the car screaming because we've missed the buffet line and now they've got to figure out what else they're going to do to eat. Sometimes a meeting will get over at 9, but people will talk to you until 11 – and you gotta, you know, that's just.
1: Was it Craig Rochelle said that he never, never has a meeting yeah. in his office so that he can get up and walk away? Yeah, that's, when he, <laughs> when he gets that, to a I point like, he can
0: get up and walk away. I'm like, that's brilliant. It's brilliant, it's brilliant. I tell you, a great resource for this is Patrick Lencioni's Death by Meeting. If you can pick that book up, Patrick Lencioni's Death by Meeting. I'm just looking right now. I've got it pulled up at ThriftBooks.com. As of right now, it's for 3.99 a used copy of it. So. That'd and what church does he up. attend? Yeah, I don't even know what church he attends. He attends the Church of Patrick Lencioni. So, guys, this has been some good stuff, man. So what would you encourage these small church pastors and leaders? What would be the one step that you would say, hey, if you're struggling with time management, here's here's how you get started? What would you say to them?
1: I would say you, you gotta get it out in front of you. You gotta be able to see what your time is. And you know, when you're doing budgeting, uh, for money, you write down every penny spent. You can see where you're wasting money. Uh, in different places, do the same thing with your time. You know, if you, if you get on social media, type, type in, you know, write it down. I spent, you know, seven and a half hours on social media and, and you'll see after a week, you'll see where you're wasting time, uh, and not putting it into the right spot and then, and then make the corrections on yeah. off of that.
0: So evaluate where they're at yeah, and yeah. see what they have. Dave Ramsey says this a lot when he talks about budgeting, that once you start budgeting, you'll realize you get a raise. Because yeah. there's a lot of money you're just spending that you are, and, like, and I did I
1: mean when I when I started like budgeting my time, I started realizing I'm not that busy. I was just wasting a lot of time yeah. on nonsense, and so now i've got I've got free time that I can do things that that I want to do mm-hmm. um, and I can and I can work on things that uh, that I've been putting off for quite a while because I was too busy. yeah, I love it. What about you, Joy?
0: Where would you tell them to start?
2: I would know what you work ahead. Know what events you got coming up and what do you need to do for those events uh-huh. and get them on the calendar. Because
0: yeah, there are certain events that are always going to be there. Yeah, whether yeah. you're the pastor of your church or whether Paul the Apostle is the pastor of your church, Easter's coming up. Yes. Christmas is coming up, right? So there are events that you can work around. You can do your backwards plan to see what you need. So know what's there. And I did want to say this, too, is that this was huge for you, Joey. It really inspires me, is that you see the big picture of why you need to schedule your time. And a lot of guys like me, they see budgeting and time management as restrictive, when in reality, it's priming myself to be as effective as I can. I love that. So uh, the bivocational
1: pastor, Mark, he uh, he said that he uses uh, his microphone, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, the bivocational pastor, Mark, he says um, that his uh, his recommendation for, uh, for this is go to bed early. Which, you know, night owls are like, uh, don't think so. But he says if, if he doesn't get enough sleep, He's useless the next day, yeah. and he'll he'll just kind of waste time and and not really be focused on what he's got to do. So he goes to bed early, gets a good night's sleep, and that way he's refreshed and ready to roll. That's awesome. So he's
2: probably a morning person. So he's using his best time to accomplish his best work. Well, he has and his
1: job that he has to go to in the morning, and then so he so he has yeah he has to be there at uh, I think he said eight o'clock or something like that.
2: So probably the principle behind this is use your best time for your best product or what you need yeah. To, yeah. to work on yeah. which was most important yeah. like for brian i'm speaking for him but it would not be the morning time would not be his best time to work on something he wanted to be a quality product uh he's delayed out and so if he can use that time if that's the his best time then use that to produce his best product
0: yeah thank you for speaking for me brother now i don't have to yeah. cool <laughs> well what is your one tool that you would give to the uh, to the listener Um, I would tell them to embrace the do not disturb feature on their cell phone. Yes, preach it. That's what I would say. Because, man, if you're like me, it's one thing if I get a phone call coming through and I see that, oh, man, Colby's calling me. Even if I ignore that call in the back of my brain, I'm going, I wonder if he's got a new recipe I should try. He's probably found some new kind of meat that that Malcolm Reed is talking about on how to barbecue (laughs) right. I need to, oh, I got, or maybe something's wrong and he really needs me. But if I put do not disturb, now that's a bad example because your phone number and yours too, Joey, breaks through my do not disturb. (laughs) But if it's someone else who's calling, it won't even register on my phone until I turn do not disturb off. So my mind can be focused solely to what task it is that I'm working on now Um, because do not disturb. I have to turn it off, which means I have to have the phone in my hand, and it's just easier for me to, to get in the zone and focus that way.
2: And just remember, if he does have a recipe, you can go to Pit Pastor Barbecue and find that recipe on YouTube. That's right. Well, That's right.
1: Uh, Pit Pastor Barbecue is kind of taking a back seat because of my time management. I had ah. to I had to figure out what was most important and. Right now, that just wasn't it. So you so, have to say no to something. I've some had things. to say no some, yeah. to something. And some things that I really enjoy doing, I still smoke meat. I still cook it. But it, the time it takes to record that stuff took a lot of time. Yeah. So, and then editing and all that. And so I just had to kind of back off on that for a little while until I can get get a schedule set up and get things rolling in the
0: right direction. And then I'll be back on there. So. Yeah. So we're just taking it. We're pushing pause. Pushing pause. Pushing that's pause. all it is. And we're
1: not saying no forever. We're just saying no for right just now. saying
0: no for right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, man, on that note, I want to share one final thing with our listeners that's been pretty helpful for us. You can go to seniorpastorcentral.com. That's senior, not senior. Seniorpastorcentral.com. There's a great article there called How Senior Pastors Can Schedule Their Week for Maximum Impact. Love it. I would encourage you, man, take some time, read through that, really wrestle with it. Uh, Man, it's been helpful for both uh, Colby and myself, uh, Joey has uh, worked a few of these things into his own schedule, but he's got a really great rhythm with his retreat writ schedule and all of that. But I would definitely encourage you to check that article out as well. We'll post that on our Facebook page. Yeah, Kobe's going to go and post it right now because we're all going to forget about it if we yeah, don't we'll, do will do, we'll, we'll post that on our Facebook page so that people can
1: – it's easier to find. Instead of you trying to go out there and, and deciding whether or not it's senior or senior, I'll just <laughs> we'll just post it on our Facebook page so it's easier. That sounds good.
0: I like it. And with that being said, guys – Joey, what do you think we should share with the folks today?
2: What I would really like to share with them is if they could go to their – wherever they're getting this podcast right now and give us a five-star rating. Cinco. I would – I highly appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Not only would Joey appreciate it, but we would all appreciate that. And you know what? Colby told us one time earlier in his podcast, but why don't you tell them again where they can find us on go to uh,
1: Go to uh, Facebook and type in small church leadership in the search bar, and you will find small church leadership in all our glory.
0: All of our glory. Whatever that looks like and whatever that means. We're not responsible. We just know we love you. Hey, if we, if we, this is episode 49. This is 49.
1: Right? And so we got, what's next? 50. Ooh, 50. Ooh, ooh, episode yeah. 50. We need to call YouTube to come down here and record this. We've got to get
0: YouTube to come down here and record
1: this. Because be it awesome. is going to be phenomenal.
0: Oh, absolutely. We're going to be like, everybody
1: dance now. Could you, could you, when we started this, did you think we'd make it to 50?
0: I'll be honest with you,
1: no. And there it is. <laughs> I don't think, any, I don't think any of us really did because of, uh, uh of scheduling and, and a, time management, you know, all topics. Those things. I didn't yeah. know we'd have
0: 50 uh, what topics we, we could, could come up about. with. Yeah.
1: But and, and it's a struggle, people.
0: We don't want to make it sound like this is, uh, this is simple. Uh, just FYI, this is the third time we've recorded this, <laughs> this podcast. podcast. <laughs> we just weren't, we didn't like the way that it yeah. came out the other two. Yeah. And, we, i'm not sure until after i stop recording this one if we're gonna like this <laughs> one but so far i like it and yeah it's, well, it's yeah. been pretty
1: it's been pretty good so we're gonna hopefully do something special for our 50th um it's
0: a it's a big deal to it's get a big deal it's a big deal to get to 50 so i'm that's excited right. about it i mean Joey's already, what, you're at 50-what now? 50-how old are you now?
2: Not quite 50. Okay. I'm staring uh, at it, but I ain't crazy. Uh, Joey <laughs> said, I'm
0: backing into debate the there. You can hear my backup beeper going on. All right. Well, guys, we have been the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are prayerfully and hopefully helping the small church fulfill the big mission. We love you, and we can't wait to see you next week. I'm Brian. I'm Joey. And I'm Colby. And we'll see you then. Bye, guys.